Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio. Week three in the books. It's another edition of Rock and Roll American Football. How's it going? I'm Jay Lawrence. Uh, basically, what I do is I talk the big things, the uh, small things, and especially the medium things when it comes to the National Football League. And it's an exciting one this week. And it might be a bit obvious, but I'll explain why it's an exciting one in a little bit. First, I've got to talk a little bit about week three, don't we? Week three in the books and it was upset after upset and then just when you think that there's been enough upsets there was another upset and it's funny isn't it because I think I said this last week as well after week one week one was full of amazing games and you could tell that there were amazing games I believe at around half time you just knew that they were gonna be great week two and week three have been similar in that it really is as Scott Hansen says on Red Zone uh, all about the witching hour the games might seem done and dusted but then they're not then they're not right towards the end there is an upset you know, who would have said going into this week that the Colts would beat the Chiefs and Miami would beat Buffalo and the Jacksonville Jaguars would beat the Los Angeles Chargers? I definitely would not. I definitely wouldn't. Colts have been terrible for a couple of weeks, haven't they? They didn't score a point against the Jags in week two. So for a lot of people, the Chiefs-Colts games seem to be an inevitable win for Kansas City. Uh, but now, after a uh, since-released kicker misses um, a couple kicks and therefore, you know, losing a, a few points on the scoreboard or, you know, keeping it on the sideline and not actually on the scoreboard, you know, that is what happens, doesn't it? And that is what happens in the NFL. And that's what we found out has been happening over the last few weeks is that those misses, those one points, uh, those three points make such an unbelievable difference. It's a little bit of a joke. The Bills move uh, losing to Miami. I think it's. I think you'd say it's an upset. I think you would. I mean, we'll look back on it at the end of the season and we can see whether it's an upset or not. Uh, but Buffalo Bills have been absurdly good over the last uh, two weeks, the first two weeks even. Uh, Josh Allen, the quarterback, of course, um, has been insane, whether it's on the ground, whether it's with his arm, one of the most powerful arms in football. And the defense has been brutal in a good way. But Miami's been great as well. Miami who have essentially decided to uh, um, start a relay team, like four by 100 meter relay team, what with Jalen Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill there on receivers. And, and Tua has been what a lot of Miami fans have hoped to see from Tua. They have seen that step forward and they have seen that in the sense that Miami uh, are now uh, one of the only teams. I think it's just two teams now that have won every single game. So you've got Miami Dolphins, 3-0. and You've got Philadelphia Eagles, 3-0 and as well. And the Jags, the Jags. The, another storyline that I love to follow. You know, being... Being from uh, the UK means that we do get a lot of uh, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, news. They are essentially the UK's team. The Jacksonville Jaguars would consider London their second home outside of Florida, wouldn't they? Um, And that means, I think, that you just get some sort of love. You get some sort of affection for them, really. It means that this team that have been so bad for so many years and drafted a a, a supposedly generational quarterback two drafts ago and then went through the absolute travesty and trash of last season. So that means when they have a... uh, when they have a good game, when they manage to put it all together, and when they beat one of the Super Bowl favourites, it means you can't help but, you know, rejoice a little bit. 
and that's what the Jags did when they beat the LA Chargers. Though I have to say that the LA Chargers is another team that a lot of people are rooting for purely because they know people know that they've got the talent now. And they just want to see it. They want to see it come to fruition, and they haven't yet, uh, which is a massive, massive shame. Anyway, re- week t- uh, three in the books, and I had a lot of fun. Today on Rock and Roll Football, it is all about one thing. And I'd like to apologise because I tried to see if I could find some sort of uh, buoyant, uh, more, um, I don't know, traditional version of the national anthem. But this is all I got. This is all I got. I apologise. But still, uh, the NFL is back in London. And look, it's been here for... They've been doing this for so long now, haven't they? And every single year, I just get this excitement. It feels like when I go into London, you know, it feels like... A lot of people are excited as well. All you need to do is just look around and you see people with NFL jerseys on. It doesn't even need to be the team that necessarily playing in London that week. But it's great. It's it's great to see, and it's amazing to be able to witness a sport which doesn't get a lot of um, uh, a lot of uh, I don't know media attention. You know, through any any other time apart from the season, which is to be expected. You know, this time, these week, these these three weeks, or I suppose actually the way that it all runs out this this time. This one month is when the NFL comes to London, and it's great, isn't it? So, the game that we're focusing on this week is the Minnesota Vikings versus the New Orleans Saints. And, um, you know, regular listeners to the podcast uh, will be aware that I am uh, potentially slightly biased with this game. I did live in New Orleans. Uh, I did. I do like bringing it up as well. Lived in New Orleans uh, a decade ago, actually. It was around 10 years ago to the day that I moved to New Orleans for around a year and um, because of that, got into the Saints and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, but that said, I am going to try my hardest not to be biased here because I think that if I were biased, I'd be not only ignorant, I'd be idiotic, to be honest with you. Because this game in particular <laughs> is going to be interesting because of how potentially uninteresting it is. The Minnesota Vikings, on paper, have arguably the best wide receiver core in the league with uh, Justin Jefferson, LSU product, of course, uh, Adam Thielen as well, Minnesota's own Adam Thielen, uh, and then even in KJ Osborne as well. In spurts, they have shown it. And that's why I thought that, in fact, this game was going to be so exciting because the New Orleans Saints, on paper, have one of the best wide receiver core uh, in the whole of the league. Uh, and that's from last year when they had one of the worst wide receiver cores uh, in, in the whole of the league. When Marquez Callaway was their number one receiver, he is now their number four, potentially number five receiver. Uh, and instead, you've got uh, Michael Thomas there, you've got Jarvis Landry there, and you've got Chris Olave, who's been, you know, all credit to him, he's been very good over the first three weeks of, uh, of this season. But they have not, they barely put it together. You know, I say that the Vikings have put it together in spurts. I'm not really sure what the Saints have been doing then. They put it together for approximately a quarter and maybe a quarter and another quarter. If that, So about, I'm not going to do the maths, about 17 and a half minutes out of 180. Yeah, it's not brilliant, is it, to be honest. Uh, so I think that the wide receiver core, which I would have said would be the most exciting thing, you know, you get to watch these amazing players in a great stadium that is Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, and hopefully then all you need to do is get the uh, the quarterbacks to supply it to them because the demand is there. The demand is there in the receivers. So why is it not 
<laughs> the supply not there. Well, I'm not a coach. I'm not going to give you all of the ins and outs or the you know X's and O's and all that. But it's very obvious that uh, Kirk Cousins has, as I say, put it together in spurts. He he did he did well in managing to come from behind to beat the Detroit Lions in Week Two. On the other side, you've got Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston has put it together for what did I say, seventeen and a half minutes or something along those lines of the whole season. Uh, with his wide receivers, who who may be out injured, uh, you know, three of them went off uh, in their in their loss to the Carolina Panthers in Week Three. So, in the uh, the last game that I saw Jameis Winston play, it was at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Prior to him being a saint, this was when he played uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the infamous pre Tom Brady season, where Jameis Winston got thirty touchdowns. Sounds great, doesn't it? But also thirty interceptions. In that game, the first passing play of that game, Jameis Winston threw an interception at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So, I don't know why, but I just feel like it's a uh, it's a little bit of an omen. Because I'm going to be sitting there and I'm going to be thinking, oh, I've seen this before, and then he's gonna, he may throw an interception. I would not be surprised to see that because I don't know if it's Jameis Winston's back injury. I'm not quite sure. Um, something has not been okay with him. For the, for the last two games, at least. Um, this game, I've never seen the Saints lose when I've seen them. I've won every single time, whether it's in dramatic fa- fashion or whether it's in a very easy fashion. I went to the last game that the Saints played in London. It was 20 nothing, I believe. Or it was 20... Yeah, I think it was 20 nothing um, against the Miami Dolphins. I cannot see that happening <laughs> this time. My prediction for this game is Minnesota Vikings 25, Saints 17. And I'm a Saints fan. And look, you can probably tell I'm by myself today, which means there will be a quiz. It won't necessarily just be on week three, or it's not even a quiz. What did I call it last week? I said it's the awards ceremony. The awards ceremony for week three, but we will look slightly ahead as well. So let's do this. Do I know the categories? Yes, because I wrote them. Do I know who I is give, who's winning? Yes, because I also wrote them. The surprise isn't there, but the awards ceremony will stay regardless. So the Who Are You Award, that goes to Jameis Winston. Who are you, Jameis? Who are you? Show us. Because otherwise, you won't be the New Orleans Saints quarterback this time next year. Uh, the Football is Better Than Football Award uh, goes to Thomas Morstead, uh, the punter for the Miami Dolphins, who actually um, has family in England. But that's by the by. Uh, football is better than football uh, because there was something called a butt punt. I don't know if I need to say any more about that, except that the butt was hit by the punt. The Fright of Your Life Award goes to uh, Indianapolis Colts fans. I tell you what, fright of your life, you thought you were out of it after two weeks and then you thought you might lose the Kansas City Chiefs in the last couple seconds as well. Fright of your life, but you got through, it's fine. It's like watching your first horror film. You get through it in the end and then you think, do you know what, that was quite enjoyable. I wouldn't mind that happening again. It makes it more exciting. It's exciting. Uh, The award for best British accent goes to absolutely zero NFL players uh, making the trip unless you are from these shores which there are some NFL players that are. Let's just remember this. Don't even give it a go, mate. Just, just don't. Don't. You're looking silly. That's all I'm saying. 
And finally, the award for giving cups of tea and crumpets to NFL players goes to every media company that have come from the United States over to the UK and decided to bring in some British culture. I don't remember the last time I had a crumpet, to be honest with you. Cups of tea? Rarely. So I'm more of a coffee man. Coffee and croissant, you know, rather than tea and crumpet. Anyway, that was the awards ceremony for week three. Uh, I'm Jay Lawrence. Thank you very much for joining me for a, uh, a a shorter than usual version of Rock and Roll American Football. Hopefully, I will catch you next week. Uh, and honestly, maybe by that time, I'll purposely have a cup of tea and a, and a crumpet. I'll see what all the fuss is about. The Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio.